The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Manchester United won. West Ham United nil. Fist pumps all round from David De Gea as he takes the glory of this one as much as Marcus Rashford and his header and his fourth Premier League goal of the season. Brilliant performances too from Diogo Dallo and Lissandro Martinez and laterally Kenny as well. Harry Maguire who is a star performer for United in this second half. As United, we have to say, clung on for all three points. Yeah, they did. Very lit between the two uh, sides over the whole of the 90 minutes. You'd have to say that. Probably the moment of real quality in the game. The cross from Ericsson, the run and the quality to finish from Rashford probably separated the teams. And why United probably just about deserved this win. Had to hang on at the end. Some key saves from the gay header from Zuma. And the save from distance uh, from Declan Rice, probably the last uh, kick of the game. Good finish, strong finish from West Ham. But over the, overall, Rich was a little bit disappointed uh, uh, in the performance from West Ham. Showed a lack of quality and belief in the majority of that game. Came on strong at the end, but it was too little, too late. Yeah, we're just seeing a couple of those players who uh, managed to uh, play under David Moyes at Old Trafford in his uh, short tenure there. Cristiano Ronaldo and Scott McTominay going over towards their former boss and offering their commiserations and perhaps congratulations on the nature of West Ham's performance here this afternoon. Manchester United up to fifth in the table, but perhaps it's been, Kenny, the defensive elements of their side today that performs more admirably than their attacking ones and try and keep them in this game. Yeah, I think you're right. In, the, in terms of individual performances, say Martinez and Dallow across the defensive line were the two standout performances. And then uh, De Gea obviously stepped up when needed in the latter stages of the game. In front of that, I think you're right, Rich. Not too many standout uh, performances, reasonably uh, quiet games. Eriksen and Casemiro in that central midfield there. Again, uh, as I've said before, I'm not, not exactly sure. Uh, that's the strongest partnership for United going forward. Bruno very much on the periphery uh, of the game. In fact, I thought he was a weakness for United when he was thrown out into a wide area late on. Uh, got beaten in uh, situations in, um, in around their penalty box. Gave away uh, free kicks. But Rashford uh, was the pick of the bunch. Hired up the pitch. Looked really sharp, uh, sharp from start to finish. Could have had a goal before uh, he got that opening goal. The winning goal as it turned out for Manchester United. And he can, his form continues uh, to be uh, on the ascendancy. A lot of happy faces here on the pitch from a Manchester United point of view but I wouldn't be getting too carried away Rich in terms of the overall the team performance from Manchester United still a way to go I still felt in the overall context of the game this was a really reasonably poor quality game if you're going to compare this to what we've seen in other games over the weekend particularly for them uh, the other kind of top six uh, top eight teams I was a little bit disappointed in the overall quality from the two teams this afternoon I guess Eric Ten Hag's argument would be from this point on is that you know he talked pre-match that it's the results that they're they're aiming for at the moment and they need like a manager is going to say that sure but they do need to get results on the board and with results does come an element of confidence and once the confidence comes then he's, his figuring will be that they will start to play the type of football that will get them the wins against the big teams yeah you understand that but there's also an argument performances lead to results which I've always bought into myself I understand the point that you're making it's kind of a slow burn from, from Manchester United it's a, it's a work in, in progress and wins will will spread confidence throughout the team and that confidence you will hope will uh, manifest itself in, in generally better, better performances but I didn't quite see that uh, today from Manchester United. I thought they, in, in terms of the football, the quality of players they had on the pitch, no central airs, Casemiro and Eriksen, wonderful uh, uh, footballers, technicians uh, uh, of the football. 
but I uh, didn't see that kind of free-flowing, cohesive uh, football from Manchester United uh, in in possession. So I was a little bit kind of a little bit disappointed uh, with that. What do you put that down to? The lack of cohesion and the lack of free-flowing stuff. Because it, is it a lack of familiarity? Is it still going to? I guess they're trying to still trying to find their feet under the new manager. Is it combinations that aren't working that should? possibly be looked at in terms of alteration I think it's balance yeah you're looking for balance all uh, all over the pitch for me so you look at centre half United today um, uh, Harry McGord and, and Martinez you know what a feisty operator uh, Martinez is but he needs somebody kind of dominant uh, alongside him and McGord uh, provided that to an extent particularly in the last 10-15 minutes but you know centre uh, half is more about just kind of uh, heading balls that come into your area of the pitch and the problems McGord is having is in terms of when he's getting exposed 1v1 situations pace down the side etc and that central midfield you speak about that's very interesting for me and that's the key for United it's been the talk in matches over the past three, four years has been a lack of quality in that central uh, midfield area. Casemiro has come in, he's helped him in that respect, Rich, but he's not the answer uh, by himself. He's a clever operator and they're a very experienced player, um, uh, very disciplined in terms of how he holds his defensive position, uses the ball very well, but he's not a great athlete. He's not particularly dynamic over the uh, over the turf. Eriksen alongside him, for me, is more of a number 10, isn't he? Attack-minded central midfield player. When you throw uh, Fernandez into the equation as well, that midfield three, you might look at it and say oh some wonderful uh, ball players in there you know ball possession ball retention is going to be a lot better which I think it was in the first half but in terms of a kind of on transitions on the defensive side of the game I think they're a little bit short I think that's why Ten Hag was keen to get the likes of McTominay and Fred on the latter stages of the game his first inst- instinct was to protect the lead I've got to get Eriksen off you know what I mean I've got to get Fernandez, uh, Bruno out that central area I've got to get players on give me a little bit more physicality maybe a little bit more uh, defensive noose in that area of the pitch so I think he's going to wrestle with that going forward in terms of his best combinations in those kind of central midfield areas. Is Bruno Fernandes, I don't want to say borrow time is, is, is the right phrase here, but the performances aren't necessarily what they should be from a player of his undoubted calibre. He has performed brilliantly for them in the past. Yeah. I don't necessarily see it so far this season for, for Manchester United. And today's game was another case in point whereby he's operating in that hole behind the main striker and isn't necessarily offering many options for his midfielders. So is I guess one of the options that could possibly be explored by Ten Hag is to play Eriksen in that hole and have uh, Fredge, who's, who's always a willing runner in midfield and always somebody who's willing to take on the ball and perhaps sacrifice Bruno Fernandes. That's a big call to make, though. It is a big call, but for me, there's a, it's, there's a lot of logic to that. For me, I'm talking about more sacrificing your number 10 and playing with two attacking number eight. So you're playing with a midfield three, but you're playing with a uh, holding midfield, and that'd be Casemiro. That's what he's brought to the football club. And you're playing with two number eights in advance. You could, I know you could take your pick. McTominay, Fred, or Ericsson comes into that category. Ericsson can play as one of those advanced number eights, but you have to sacrifice your 10 to do that. You play with a front three, central striker, and two wide men. You know, you'd have good options reasonably good options in that area of the pitch but you have to sacrifice that 10 and to do that you've got to take for me you've got to take Fernandez out of the team then you can't argue Fernandez playing off the left or the right he's not good enough he discipline is not there defensive side to his game you can't trust him out of possession he always wants to come into those central midfield areas I don't think he can play him as those advanced number eights as well because there's a degree of defensive responsibility in that central midfield area as well which I don't think he get from him so I think you're right Rich the conversation around that central midfield area for me at the moment uh, Casemiro does help the situation but by himself he's not the answer and the answer for me at the moment is probably an orthodox central uh, midfield three with a number six sitting and two number eight and like I said if you go down that route uh, Fernandes for me has to come out of the team uh, On the West Ham side of things because I don't want to, to, to labour the point too much on Manchester United um, it, it wasn't necessarily a bad performance from them but you're scratching your head if you're coming away looking at positives from, from that aspect of them as well because I guess 
for West Ham, they wanted to bring in somebody who'd lighten the burden on, on Mikel Antonio in terms of goals. They did that in, in Gianluca Scamacca and we haven't necessarily seen a lot of it so far this season. Two in the Premier League, four in Europe. And, and the answer then is bring on Antonio like for like. So they do seem still to have that problem that they did last season when things weren't in their favour was that they look a little bit blunt. Yeah, I cut Sumac a little bit of um, slack today. I thought he was feeding on crumbs a little bit in terms of the uh, quality of service. I just thought in terms of how they went from back to front in terms of the quality of pass and wasn't really uh, there. And when they did win it back, West Ham have always been a very good counter-attacking team under David Moyes, sitting low defensive block, Rich, and breaking out from that good speed in the team and uh, dynamism and attacking spaces that opposition teams are, leave, are leaving for them. Not so much when opposition teams uh, sit in and have a compact defensive shape, you where's the quality in that West Ham team uh, to break them down but Quetta obviously is a big money sign and he'll obviously give them a little bit in that number 10 position the interesting one for me we're talking about United Central midfield for me it's West Ham they spent some money in the summer but they haven't really reinforced that central area of the pitch Declan Rice and Suchek and there's an absolute given never really tinkers with that doesn't really have a huge amount of options when he, if he takes one of them out we know Declan Rice isn't going to come out of the team but Suchek's one for me but hasn't done enough because injuries are one of those things that are going to rise yeah. at some point yeah. so you got Connor Coventry potentially be great to see, uh, see him get some extra minutes in there but Suchek is one for me when he's not really contributing in the final tour of the pitch in terms of assists and goals uh, Rich he doesn't do an awful lot in terms of the build up play he's not that type of player is he so in terms of uh, uh, West Ham improving in that central area of the pitch becoming a team who can actually hold possession and have players in that central midfield area who can receive the ball under pressure and actually punch the ball into people's feet hard up the pitch to the likes of Piquetta uh, Bowen didn't have his better games today Ben Ram in particular thought looked lively just feel as if an orthodox central midfield player with a little bit more ball playing ability than Suchek offers might be the way forward for them that kind of gives them another slightly uh, another dimension in that central midfield area but they haven't spent the money uh, so far in that central area of the pitch um, Manchester United next up for them is Unai Emery's first game in charge of Aston Villa we're going to have that uh, live on the show uh, this day next week too they are up in fifth position. They've they're just behind Newcastle in terms of points, but they do have a game in hand. Champions League is very much a, a gettable thing for Manchester United this season, given the the fall away from the likes of Liverpool, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there's a window of opportunity now. I saw we spoke about uh, this yesterday, talking about Newcastle, uh, Rich. I think there's an, a window of opportunity for a number of teams, Newcastle included, with a kind of demise to a certain extent. Or, or Liverpool are the problems uh, they're having. If you, if people are talking about you know uh, Arsenal for obvious reasons, and or, or Tottenham, you know, being uh, uh, sure. Champions League contenders. Now, if you're going to talk up Tottenham as Champions League contenders, you've got to start talking up the likes of Newcastle and even Manchester United. There's more to come from Manchester United. You're talking about confidence has grown. If performances do improve, maybe another addition or two in the transfer window. I think there is an opportunity for Manchester United. That would have been an easy argument to make at the start of the season. Would have Manchester United one of those top Not four positions? Sure. Yeah, it would have been a hard argument to make for Newcastle. But what we've seen so far this season, not so much from Manchester United, but certainly in terms of the form of Newcastle, and because of the problems a couple of teams are having up above them Liverpool uh, Chelsea I'd even argue in particular not quite where they need to be at the moment so yeah I think a window of opportunity has now presented itself to those other teams uh, immediately outside that kind of uh, agreed kind of top four top five so yeah you've got to kind of grasp it Yeah we will be live at Villa Park next Sunday for that game Aston Villa against Manchester United the first in charge for Unai Emery with his Villa teammates or indeed his charges he gets in charge of them uh, tomorrow morning Kenny Cunningham an absolute pleasure as always thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon Cheers Rich